0: This is the word of God. I can remember it so clearly. I was about 10 years old, so this was mid-70s, and it was just before Christmas time, and my father brought us to to the American Museum of Natural History in New York City, to the Hayden Planetarium. And back then, they actually had this, this show, this presentation called The Star of Christmas. Anybody remember that? And so in the the planetarium, they they actually recreated what the night sky might have looked at over Bethlehem around the time of Jesus' birth. And I've got this strong memory of leaning back in that reclining chair in the darkness and looking up and seeing this explosion of stars and planets, galaxies, meteor showers. And so in this show, they actually talked about different theories of what it was that the wise men saw. Was it a comet? Was it a planet? Was it a supernova? And I can remember watching this and being completely mesmerized. It was like everything else just faded away, and I was lifted up into this experience of absolute wonder. Um, And I remember feeling very small in the presence of something much bigger than I was, and at the same time, it was a good feeling because I felt like, like um, there was meaning in the universe and that I wasn't alone. Can you relate to those feelings of wonder? Sometimes it's brought on by being in the presence of something really huge like, like the night sky um, or uh, an amazing view. You go up to the Adirondacks and you hike to the top of one of the high peaks or even just you hike to the top of Pyramid Mountain in Kinelon and you step to the edge and you can see for miles and it stirs something inside you. Sometimes wonder is brought on by certain music, isn't it? Or sometimes it's a certain movie. Um, Sometimes it's a certain smell, like the smell of a just-cut Frasier fir fresh off a Christmas tree farm. Wonder is an amazing thing. And so my hope for you this Christmas is that you experience a lot of truly wondrous things. But there's something else that I hope for you this Christmas, and and this is really the main thing I want you to hear tonight. I hope that as you experience wonder this Christmas, you won't miss what God is trying to tell you through it. Think about the the magi for a minute that we just read about, otherwise known as the the wise men. Highly educated men, probably employed by the king of Persia, which was hundreds of miles away from, from Israel. Famous for their knowledge of astronomy and astrology, knew the night sky like the back of their hands. So when this new thing appeared in the sky, it was a newsworthy event, kind of like the solar eclipse we had last August. You remember that? A little bit disappointing probably for us in New Jersey, right? But for the wise men, this was an awesome experience because they had not seen this coming. It was not on any of their charts. What they experienced that night was truly a wonder. And so I started thinking about what they could have done in response to seeing this thing in the sky. They could have invited all their friends over and had a star-watching party, right? Hey, everybody come over, we're just going to go check it out. There's even special glasses you can get, so it doesn't hurt your eyes. <laughs> they could have built an altar to it, you know, and, and worshipped the star. Uh, they could have invited Persian musicians to come and write songs all about this. Star. So many things they could have done. They could have stayed right where they were, and focused on the star, and if they did that, they would have missed the whole reason for the star. And I started thinking, and I realized that anytime we experience wondrous things, we run the risk of making the same exact mistake. C.S. Lewis, the great Oxford professor and, and author, was, was talking about this experience of finding wonder in, in great literature and music. Listen to what he wrote about this. He said the books or the music in which we thought the beauty was located will betray us if we trust to them. It was not in them. It only came through them. For they are not the thing itself. They are only the scent of a flower that we've not found, the echo of a tune that we've not heard, news from a country that we've never yet visited. You see what he's saying? If we think the wonder that we feel is found in that thing or in that experience, and so maybe we arrange our life to experience that thing more often, right? I'm gonna climb more mountains, I'm gonna to go to more concerts, and there's nothing wrong with those things, but the thing we're really looking for will remain out of reach. And I've realized that we sometimes do that with Christmas. Because Christmas has such great traditions, right? There's such wondrous things. Sometimes we put so much focus and so much expectation on that tradition. So this year, we have to make a lot of cookies. This year, we have to put a lot of lights on the house. In fact, honey, we're hiring one of those professional house decorating services this year. No more amateur show. And this year, we have to drink a lot of eggnog, we have to do Advent calendars, we have to do that Elf on the Shelf thing, and we have to sing Christmas carols, and we have to watch Rudolph, and Frosty, and Charlie Brown, and It's a Wonderful Life, and The Grinch, and Miracle on 34th Street, and A Christmas Story, and Alf. am I missing any? Yes, that one too. We have to watch all those shows. I don't want to watch all those shows. You have to watch them all. It's Christmas. Now have another cookie you see my point? And some people are going, I have no idea what his point is. Let me help you out a little bit here. The Christmas traditions that we have are wonderful and they're great, but they are meant to be signs pointing us to something beyond themselves. Can you imagine driving down the highway and seeing a sign and saying to the person in the car, did you see that sign? It was incredible. Did you notice the green paint they used on that sign? What was that sparkle? And the font for those letters, it was, it was out of this world. Exit 34B, oh, moves my heart. You ever talk about signs like that? No, only really weird people or civil engineers maybe, right? Why not? Because we know that the whole reason for a sign is not the sign, it's to point us to something beyond the sign. And somehow, when the wise men knew the star, they knew that. They knew this star was not meant to be fixated on. The whole reason it was there was to be a sign pointing to something beyond itself. So they followed the sign. And it led them to this incredible experience of actually walking in and encountering God in the flesh, Jesus. Let me ask you kind of a personal question. This actually goes beyond Christmas. As you look back over 2017, Or as you look back over your life, is it possible that you've been experiencing wonder, that God has shown you these wondrous things, but you've never followed the signs? You've just gotten fixated on the thing, and you've never followed it where it leads. Let's not make that mistake this Christmas. As you experience the wonder of Christmas traditions that you're about to these next few days, remember they are signs pointing to the main thing. And guys, the main thing for us is the same as it was for the wise men. We get to encounter God in human flesh, Jesus himself. Because here's what I can promise all of us, okay? In a couple of days, in a few days, the Christmas tree's gonna get dragged out to the street. You know, a little bit depressing, right? I know some of you are thinking, nope, not us, we have an artificial tree. Well, that's even more depressing. (laughs) That's gonna get put away too. The lights are going to get packaged away. The decorations are going to be up in the attic. The only cookies remaining will be the rejects nobody wanted anyway, right? The glow of Christmas will fade, but that's really okay because the thing that they were all pointing to will still be with us, and that is Jesus himself. And I know what some of you are thinking. If you were really honest, you're thinking, I'm sorry, pastor, I'm just not religious. I like Christmas. but I'm not religious. I'm not talking about religion. I'm really not. I'm talking about a connection with the God who created you through Jesus Christ that changes the way you look at life and do life. He is the reason that there will be people here in the dark of early morning, two mornings from now, Christmas morning, and they'll be headed down to Newark and to Patterson to give out food and to give out clothing to people who are homeless. It's because they've been filled by and inspired by Christ. He is the reason that we already have several hundred people signed up to volunteer at next year's Night to Shine which is a prom for people with special needs. It is because of Christ in them that they do that. He is the reason that there are walking all over this community, people who are no longer slaves to heroin and alcohol and gambling because they've received freedom in Christ. I'm talking about a relationship with God through Christ. He came to this world 2,000 years ago to Bethlehem. He went to the cross to bring peace between us and our creator, and now he sends us out into the world as peacemakers. I'm talking about a relationship with him. And as you experience the wonder of Christmas, if you'll listen, you will hear God calling you into that relationship with himself. So this next couple days, as you gather tomorrow night for a meal, maybe, as you gather on Christmas to open gifts, would you remember the Magi? They truly were wise men because they allowed the signs to lead them to the real thing.